0: <laughs> we forgot how to do this
1: i know it's been it's been a minute uh welcome to the lipstick league i'm natalie eganoff and i'm nicole Mahalik, and it's so good to chit chat so good to it's so good to be back it's a red october another red october here in philadelphia pa been a long summer it's um, so funny
0: because somebody sent me the message that day. Blah, 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 blah. i don't even remember what it's like to talk Somebody sent me a message the other day and they're like, are you still doing the podcast? And I was like, yes, we're still doing the podcast. Here's the thing. It's always been a labor of love. So until somebody pays us to do the podcast, we're going to do it when
1: we're emotionally and physically able. (laughs) I mean, that's the God's honest truth. And we are here because we do think it's an important. We love talking to everybody. We love talking sports. We love talking pop culture we love talking life as well that's i think important to us and we've always been very genuine and real and sharing our experiences and everything with with people and while talking about the important topics in the world um so nicole do you want to tell people what's been going on with you and yeah and i'm I'll, sure I'll, I'll give you the floor <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: sure a lot of people who listen know They probably follow us on our personal socials. So they probably know about us. And, you know, and we've talked a lot about the fact that the reason that both of us love sports so much is because of our dads. And it was because of the fact that they love sports. And I lost my dad about a month ago at the end of August. And I think we recorded in the beginning of the summer. And I had talked about how, you know, everybody had known that he literally battled Parkinson's for almost 30 years, 29 years. And he went in the hospital in May because he fell and they were going to get him into acute rehab for his knee. And unfortunately he had a random seizure that we still don't know why he had it. And then he was intubated and then came out of intubation and then went into acute rehab. and was doing really well, but then got a really bad, uti and then that turned into aspirated pneumonia and his body unfortunately just couldn't fight anymore and uh it's so surreal still and it's interesting because a lot of people will say oh i'm so sorry about your dad how's your mom and i'm like but what about me like i'm sad you know i don't think people realize how close my dad and i are um and if you do follow me on the socials at Nicole's Nick, I did post. Actually, I'll share it on the lipstick leaks um story, because it's been kind of um dormant for a couple months. But you know, I wrote about that in his eulogy and how much he loved, I mean, my dad's wardrobe was like St. Louis Cardinals, North Carolina Tar Heels, Penn State the Eagles, sometimes the Sixers, like he just like sports was his everything. And so it's not a coincidence that I love and that I'm so passionate about it. And that's all. And it, there was a really sweet viral video um, that the NFL posted where it was a dad teaching his little daughter about football. And I had commented on it and I said, you know, I just lost my dad two weeks ago. And he was, the thing is, is like, My dad was so patient and so witty and so funny and so loved. It's like everything that you want, if you could like meet a, you know, a fairy godmother and say, make me the perfect dad. Like that was my dad, right? Like he knew when to stand up for something that was important to him, but he also was constantly sweet. And I did in his eulogy and I talked about like the five love languages and how like he encompassed all five. And you know my joke was like that the reason I'm still single is cuz no one ever made no one ever measured up. But in a lot of ways like it's true is that you know like he just and or I, you know I always would joke to my friends like oh you always wonder why I love compliments cuz my dad constantly showered me with compliments and praise. So you know it's still surreal it's still hard but you know in a lot of ways the fact that I had the time with him that I did, and it was filled with so much love. And, you know, we do have a lot of guys that listen. And if you are a dad, I send this to you to like, love your children and like be kind to your children and hug your children and kiss your children and support your, there was nothing that I ever did that my dad didn't support me in. Um, and even if he was scared for me, he never let me know that. I mean, yeah, he just, he just was the best. And so, you know, it's obviously still hard to wrap my brain around, but I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, and he like knew so much about pop culture too. Like, He would watch Good Morning America. So like he knew he would like love this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift story. (laughs) Even
1: my mom's the same way. My mom's so funny. She's like, I think she found her man. I did. I do. (laughs) She loves it. She loves it. Now, Nicole, thanks for for sharing. I know it's it's been a battle and it is so crazy when you look back. And that's how like we met because of our fathers, and our fathers never met each other, right? And We've gone through a lot since we started this podcast with each of them. And I think your messaging about being a dad and telling your kids you love them. And like, the thing is too, it's never too late. Yeah. It's exactly. never too late either to repair that. If if you're listening and you know, you're hearing things, it's never too late to repair that and have the relationship that you want with your father or your mother or whoever in your life. I'm just, I'm getting all emotional. while Nicole talks? Cause <laughs> she's been, and I've, I've been talking to her, you know, about this since it's been going on. And I think people need to know how strong you are and how resilient and how like, you're such a fighter and you persevered, worked your ass off through this entire summer, did so much for your family, spent more time on I-76 than probably anybody ever should, you know, and you're just such a champ, Nicole. And I, I hope that your message, you know, and our listeners, anybody can relate and you have so many people who love you and care about you and we're going to remember him forever, forever, forever,
0: forever. And thank you. And that it means so, so much. And I got to tell you that like a lot of the emotion obviously is the sadness of missing dad, but there's a lot of emotion of me feeling so loved and supported. Yeah. I mean, the (laughs) people that have checked in on me and made sure I was okay and sent me messages and cards and, you know, and, and just have been, been there and support like that honestly is I've been emotional in so many ways too. Right. So I'm just like, um but you know a lot of people' glass
1: case of emotion it's a glass yes, case yes of emotion.
0: and and I will say really quick when you were talking about a lot of people have said like, oh my God you did so much for your dad and you know, I really jumped into that eldest daughter role and it was like between driving, you know from the, in the morning I would drive up to the Lehigh Valley to see him at the hospital and rehab and talking to all his doctors. but like he it wasn't even a second thought because of how much he's done for me yeah so you know I think it's just such an important message of just like when you do good you get good and and like he did good for me so I needed to do good for him um you know and I'll say this really quick that this is like how selfless he was and I'm probably gonna cry but then we're gonna talk about fun stuff and this is why we're gonna talk about why entertainment and sports are important but every time (laughs) I left him at the hospital I would always say to him dad who loves you more than who loves you more than me and he would say nobody and so the day that he kind of like took a turn that the nurses kind of prepared us that like they didn't know how long it was going to be, but he was very unresponsive that day. And we were all there at the nursing home and he was barely awake. He was barely out of it. And he was very out of it. And, you know, my brother brought my niece drew and he like kind of perked up a little bit, but we kind of just didn't know. So I was like, all right, I'm going to like drive back to work. And again, like they're in the Poconos. So I had like, a you know, about a two hour drive, so like I went over and I held his hand and I was like, all right, dad, like, I'm going to go to work. And I said, like, you know, I'll see you later. Be good. You know, and and he like, you know, wasn't opening his eyes. And I was like, I'm like, all right, I'll talk to you later. I was like, who loves you more than me? And he literally mustered like every amount of strength he had and like opened his eyes and said nobody. And I was like, the fact that he still gave me. And then literally like seven hours later, he passed. And that's just the guy that he was. And after he had, he had passed, actually, you know, small town. My brother's best friend is the funeral director. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, his dad, and now he he took over. Yeah. And he said, like, do you want to see him? And I was like, no, I don't want to see him because the fact that like that beautiful moment I had with him, but like it just goes to show how incredible and selfless and strong he was for. In general, but like just for us. So yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. No it's, no, it's it's all right. And I, I feel like it, I think it's so good that you're so you're so honest about everything in life. That's why I love you. That's why we're such good friends. Because <laughs> there's there's not many people in the world, I'm telling you this, who are as real as Nicole are. I've met a lot of people. She's a real one. Like, and and that's the best part about her. And I think it's so important that you're being very vulnerable with this because we see now, and like, you know, we've seen in our city, a couple of prominent uh, sports media people have lost. You know, have had some tragic losses lately. Hugh Douglas lost his son. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and it's like grief, grief. It, it's hard, and but it's real. And and I think here on the Lipstick League, we've always kept everything real. So that's why we're here, because like Nicole said. This is life is hard, but pop culture and sports is supposed to make it fun. And that's why we're here. But again, Nicole, you're a rock star. And Thank you. I love you. That's Thank you. And I'm glad. And I'm glad that we're back. We are back. Yeah. And it,
0: I think it's so important because it's like people want to rag on sports. Sometimes they want to rag on pop culture. And I'm like, no, like we need entertainment. We need this silliness because there's real shit that happens, you know, like for three and a half months, I saw my dad go through hell. So like, you need an escape. You need something that's going to offset the reality of, of life in a lot of ways.
1: Well, um, Some of the most, some of the most touching messages and any, any sort of email I ever got was during, I I've shared some of them, I think on my Instagram, when we did, when I was on the Mike Miss Nelly show. And like I said, I was doing a sports show. We were there to do a sports show, but during 2020, yeah, you guys the amount of it. people that turned to that for refuge, and we had no, and you know, I, you don't, you don't think about it in that context, right? But it, that's the reality of it. That's why sports and entertainment are, are what they are. And there's lots to talk about today.
0: I listened every day during that time. And I loved the three of you because you just handled it so well. Um. All right. We knew, so, yeah,
1: we knew we got we knew we had to serve a service to provide.
0: I just want to give um a shout out to uh, a couple things that helped get me through besides the love and support of my friends and family. But um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor. It's based on the New York Times bestseller. It is a rom-com with political undertones. And it is about the first... Son of it's it's about the son of the female president, and then it's about what would be equivalent to like the Prince Henry type. Okay. Um, And I won't give anything away, but I probably watched it like 15 times. And um I love to get obsessed with people and Taylor Zakar Perez, who starred as Alex Claremont Diaz, I'm obsessed with him, and he's gonna be the next megastar. So feel free to look him up, and you're welcome. Um, also Heartstopper on Netflix, what a treat, what a cute show, highly recommend. And then the supermodels documentary on Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, whatever the hell it's called. Obviously, the morning shows, like there's some shows that are back, like Virgin River's back, Snooze, The Morning Show's back. It's a little, it's okay. But I'm telling you right now that the supermodels documentary is like Chef's Kiss. But nothing,
1: and I mean nothing
0: like Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, so I haven't seen Red, White, and Royal Blue. I'll I'll give it a watch. I'll watch it for you. Probably not going to be your vibe, but that's well, you know, it's like a, you're not really like a romcomer. I like, well, what's funny is I love like older rom-coms. romcoms. Like I'll, I, I will always watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 days. Okay. Oh, well, like that's that how one, I
0: feel about Sweet Home Alabama.
1: Oh, I love Sweet Home Alabama. I think it's just like the, the those like early 2000s rom-coms that I love. But yeah, so that's what you've been watching. I've been, been re-binge watching The Sopranos.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's our vibes.
1: So that's If if you would like to tie us up in a little bow, that's, that's our vibes. Is I'm re-watching The Sopranos, which if anybody hasn't re-watched it, my God, what a great piece of I was going to say how do you feel now that you're rewatching it? Well, so I watched it and you know I don't think like I knew the characters, I knew some of the storylines loosely, loosely but it ended in 2006 which is so seven. crazy. Yeah. So I was a senior in high school. So like I remember the episodes and watching it and being like, "Oh, the characters are funny, but now that I'm an adult and you watch things with a different perspective, the writing is just unbelievable and you could appreciate it more now as an adult oh the references I understand I didn't understand half the shit they were talking about you know even like with all the laws and the crime and all that stuff um back when I was 17 it's been great to re-watch so there's six of them so I'm at the end I had to take a pause between the end of season five because something traumatic happens and if you've watched the Sopranos you know what I'm talking about and I need to take a break before I get there because I know that it's bad and also what's funny is when I binge watch stuff like I like live there I like live in that time you know what I mean like I easily influenced and like so all I wanted to eat is like pasta and like baked ziti and like sit on my couch and watch the Sopranos
0: Yeah. I mean, literally when I binge watch shows that like I'm super into, I mean, that's how it was when I like first binge watch suits. I mean, I literally was like wearing a a, a, like a dress, like a suit and heels every day. You know what I mean? Being like, and there's like, people are rewatching suits now because it's on Netflix and there's like this hilarious TikTok, And it's like me coming home from work, seeing what's been going on at the law firm today. And it's like, all I want to do is like run home and watch suits. Like it's hilarious, but I get it. The same when I'm binge watching a series like that, like I was kind of like that with the bold type, which is on, which was on free form. And it's about friends who work at like a magazine, like a Cosmo magazine. That was, that was also good too. Um. All right. So let's jump into sports. Obviously I know you've been chomping at the bits to get our whole take on Travis and Taylor, but we're gonna talk about a couple other things before that. Oh, wait, we need to talk about InSync. Did you listen to the new song?
1: No, I saw you posted it. I still have to listen to it. Do you like what? it? I know. It, I'm the worst. Good. I and you it. Here's the thing though. I gotta tell you that like
0: no one wants new music from like older artists. That's I'm just gonna say it. It might be an unpopular opinion, but like people don't really care about a new InSync song. They want an InSync reunion tour. J-Lo. No one wants new J-Lo music. Even Mick, J- the Rolling Stones. Listen, I respect you, Paul McCartney, I re- Madonna. I respect the fact that you're so obsessed with your craft that you want to put out new music. I'm sorry, no one cares. They just no. want tour and they want you to sing your hits.
1: That's what, so I have it up. Well, it's also for the Trolls movie, you know? It's it, it sounds like a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, cool. it's- the only person that I feel like people are begging to make music who won't make music is Rihanna. She's, yeah, yeah. she's the exception to the rule. It's like, please go back, go back and focus on your craft because we but want she's
0: not She's not as, like, she's still young enough that, like, she could still put out some music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, sure. I, but again, I respect the fact that JLo is, like, 54 years old and is still, like, she's still trying to crank out songs. I'm like, listen go you but everybody wants to hear jenny from the block yeah like, <laughs> you know, like insane i get you want to put out this cute little ditty for the trolls movie but like everybody wants it was really funny justin timberlake posted a video the day the song was released and i commented on it and i said i missed the part in the song when you announced the reunion tour i better go back and re-listen and it has like three thousand likes on it the comment
1: oh that's great <laughs> that was stupid well, I, they, they never confirmed, right? At the VMAs, they never confirmed or denied if they were going to I go really
0: thought that they, I really thought it was going to go down where it was going to be the Trolls movie. And then the movie was going to end. And then it was going to be like sync 2024, like go to insynccom slash tour It's like that. And like a QR code. And like, you would see it at the end of the,
1: like, that's what I really thought would happen. How funny was it though, that when they did appear together at the VMAs, they were all wearing leisure suits.
0: Yeah, well, that's, like, the new style now. In it's, fact, well, wait, wait. So I just talked about Taylor Zakar perez who stars as Eric, Alex Claremont-Diaz on Red, White, and World Blue. All right, so his stylist, Jason Bolden, who is, like, a big-time stylist, styled in sync for the VMAs. He's, like, the really? hottest stylist out right now. Yeah.
1: So, so he gave Justin his own special jacket because Justin can't just be like the rest of the band. He has to stand out and make himself oh, special. Still, is an, it, still is as your- an adult. Yeah. yeah, still, still as an adult, he had his own little. This Bar is Perez, isn't he so hot? Oh, he's so hot! Like, so the leisure suits are back. So, guys, yes. I once so I saw I I was like, the gang, we're all like, they're what oh. mid forties now. How how old so are the members? Of, yeah, he's it? so hot. Yeah, I can see him. I like his jacket. How okay. much? But how you- old are the members of NSYNC now? They're in their mid forties at least, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Leisure suits NSYNC's back,
0: but again, it's like. No one cares about a new song. They want a reunion tour, and everybody's annoyed at Justin Timberlake anyway. So it's like if you really want people to love you again, like go on tour with sync, and then you could do your own thing. Yes, but okay. Yeah. So there was all these rumors, all these rumors that there was going to be a boy band Super Bowl perform- halftime performance. That it was going to be In Sync, Backstreet, New Kids, Ninety Degrees, Boys to Men, like. All these rumors, and it's really weird because I followed Dumas, and Dumas said that like the whole Usher announcement came out of nowhere. Like they even got they even showed an email from one of an executive from the NFL, and they're like Usher wasn't even really talked about until like really really cl- it was almost like it came out of nowhere. And part of me thinks
1: is is so is Chris Jenner managing him now? Why does she? What is her deal with Usher now? Because <laughs> I saw there was so much that went on that day that the day that they announced Usher as the Super Bowl halftime performer. And I saw the internet was like, Kris Jenner is all upset about Usher being the halftime performer, I guess because Travis and um, Taylor stole the fire or whatever. But is she managing Usher? I don't know. It's
0: very weird because like, Kim made the announcement and I know that Kim yeah I'm like why is Kim involved it's I know that Kim had gone to see his show a couple times in Vegas and was kind of like obsessed with him here's actually I'm
1: obsessed with him I'm obsessed with that I've been obsessed with since I was
0: like 10 so I can't stand him and it all is because I had a really bad interview experience. He was like one of my first interviews when I was Nick the Web chick at no! QA. and he was a dick.
1: And no, he, yeah,
0: and he he's not as b- he's not as bad as Maro Lopez. Like he's not like Maro Lopez is like the dick, but Usher's like not that far away. Like I just don't. I I yeah. He listen and like he gives like he's kind of the Dicky kind of vibey that like Justin Timberlake gives off, but Justin Timberlake and like Adam Levine, they're all kind of similar.
1: I, okay. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. See, I'm a little, that, that kind of hurts my soul for Usher because I've loved Usher for years. And what's so weird is I even tweeted out, in February of this past year I said PSA for an Usher 8701 tour cuz that was one of my favorite albums growing yeah. up. I was like listening to You Got It Bad as like an 11-year-old like my life could relate to it, you know. Um but yeah, I I can't believe it. I but like I don't know if it's just going to be Usher. I still feel like they might add more and Usher and and Sync might make sense. Like they it would make be. sense together because they're all like singing and dancing and i'm sure justin timberlake would love to be up there with usher 100 no
0: here's the thing like usher has a lot of hits and i think he'll put on a great show don't get me wrong i just don't it's a really funny story it's kind of funny that we're talking about him because my dad took my brother and his cub scouts to a sixers game so this had to be like 1990 something and Usher performed at the Sixers game. He was like just like a new and up and coming artist. And my dad would always
1: talk about remember,
0: we saw Usher at the Sixers game? Isn't that funny?
1: That is funny. And what did uh, what was his hit then? My Way, She Likes It My Way. I love like I'm Nicole. I'm like, I don't, I didn't think I realized how much of an Usher fan I am until I became like an adult. But again, he was like so cool back in like the early 2000s. Right. And, and like- I
0: never. I was always like into like Backstreet Boys. Like I liked his songs, but he never did it for me. And then he's when like, I had an interview yeah. experience with him, I was just like, "What hey. did he say?" Yeah, so he was just kind of like a he was. A
1: just, he was too just, cool it for was school.
0: it was a phoner. Yeah, and he was just like way too cool for school. He wasn't like a dick per se. He was just like meh. And I thought he was a dick on the Voice. I hated him on the Voice. He always tries to act like he's too cool for school.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. So do you think they're gonna announce anybody else to go with him or do you think it'll just be him? I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. Unless they just, you know, scrap the whole thing and it's gonna be the uh the Swift Kelsey wedding of the century during the Super Bowl halftime, because I feel like that's the the direction that we're heading yeah. in this. Could you <laughs> imagine if they were like,
0: eh, it's like bachelor style where they oh, get it at this point. All right. So wait, do you want to dive into Travis? Let's talk about, hold on. Before we get to that, let's talk about the Sixers really quick. Okay. Hot mess
1: express season. How many seasons in a row?
0: Just like, not only just the Sixers, but the fact that like, I mean, it's obviously has to do with the Sixers, but the fact that like, Dame was 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 traded to Milwaukee, and then Drew Holiday was traded to. Bo- I mean, the two teams that directly affect the Sixers, and I get that it's so funny how none of them went to Miami, and they wanted to go to Miami, and then Jimmy Butler shows up for media day with the emo hair. I mean, is he like talk about knowing how to be a star? Like people can't. I just think it's hilarious. Like I, he showed up with the emo haircut. It's so funny.
1: I love that he continues to be himself. You know, like I said, I always appreciate yeah. people like that. And you know, I was <laughs> dying. They were like they were I said like was what's it called? uh Jimmy Butler, like Gerard Butler, like from but like yeah. Gerard Way from My Chemical yeah. Romance or Panic yeah. Panic at the what there was another one too panic at the at the basketball court or something like that. Like they were just saying all this stuff. Cause then he oh, had it yeah. didn't he add a lip ring? Did he add a lip? Ring? Yeah, I don't think he had a lip ring prior, but he definitely has one now. Oh
0: my god, that is hilarious. The but I will say though, maybe,
1: yeah, it's like he has an eyebrow ring and a yeah, did you see the he has the snake bite piercings. Oh my god, he does. Yeah. He he told he totally he looks like Gerard Way from My Chemical yeah. Romance in and, and speaking of 2005, the 2000s are back, baby. The thousands oh are I mean, back.
0: Yes, it is just so funny. It's, and I think I'm that- here, I'm here for it. Like, me too. And I just love the fact that he, but did you see what, when Drew Holiday got traded to the Celtics and Joel, it was like his first tweet in forever. And he wrote, this off season was
1: fun, LMAO. So so that's exactly, it's, it's a shit show, right? And- I was thinking about it. James Harden, Sixers media day was yesterday. Uh, They're going to train Colorado for training camp. First regular season game is at the end of the month. It's around like October 26th. So I was thinking about it. Two years ago, we were in the same situation with Ben Simmons. And then we got James Harden, The the training camp hold up. Then they were able to finagle that trade to the Nets. And my whole thought is, and I think I sometimes I just always feel like a broken record, especially in this town with some of the teams. I'm sick of the drama. And I'm sure Joel is, too. Every other team moved on this offseason. And, and we're still dealing with, like, this star player who is taking his ball and going home. And now he's saying, and again, he's saying that he wants to make the situation painful and difficult. And I'm still just like, can everybody just grow the fuck up? Well, and not only that, but I think it's up. this is where you
0: talk about where it's like men's self-confidence is wild because it's like, he really thinks that he's like the James Harden of eight years ago. And it's like, dude, no one really wants you. Like, you should be grateful that you're on a team with the MVP,
1: like shut up well shut up and also where he wants to go to LA there's no traction for him and does he think that does he honestly think that by pulling these antics and this shit that another team's gonna be like you know what we will look past your time with the Rockets your time with Brooklyn your time with the Sixers where what's the common factor here is it the teams because sometimes I hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. You got to look at it yourself in the mirror. And I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Those are big deals that are being made hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on the line, a very high level of performance. So I here I sit, you know, telling him to grow up and whatever. I don't know how it went down for him. Honestly, I'm just sick of it because I feel bad for the Sixers fans. They've invested so much time and energy, especially over the last decade. I Like, more so than ever, I think, in my entire life, very much since 2001. Yeah. Joelle finally gets the MVP. They're trying to acquire this team. They tr- they're they trying to put this team together. But I'm just like, what? Like, something's still off, and our seance didn't even work. I know. Look, I, hold on. I still have it.
0: We, right. still haven't.
1: we might have to physically travel over to Camden to do it. So I, I just think it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a distraction. I feel bad for not only Joel Embiid, but every other basketball player on the Philadelphia 76ers who yeah. would just like to play the game and they can't even figure out their team or their strategy for the season because they don't even know if he's going to be here. Well, and What's that's the thing too, play? is that I,
0: you and I both are very much aligned on like, sticking up for yourself and fighting for what you believe in and like there are situations where players are in a shitty situation they deserve but this is not one of those situations at all
1: I just it's not one of those situations and I it's it's it seems selfish and it's also embarrassing how it's playing out so publicly I think it's embarrassing on James Harden's behalf like because then he came out this past weekend with signs at a strip club saying Daryl Morey's a liar like. A, this is very ugly. B, it's very unprofessional. And C, like again, signs in a club. Signs in a club. Grow up. It's one thing, you know what, Nicole? It's one thing if you have personal beef with somebody, they can off the record go at it via text message as much as they want, right? Yeah. That's that's one thing. But like, he's not helping himself, and he's nope. he's like, it's just it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It is. It's I feel awful. So I wish bad. I had.
0: So embarrassing,
1: it, it, it's killing. It's killing any sort of level of vibe or excitement around the Sixers. And for the past decade in this town, before the Phillies got their resurgence last year, because remember they were playoff list for over ten years. Yeah, the Sixers really had like an uprising in Philadelphia. It's yeah, it's these Eagles, Phillies have their run, you know. But the Sixers, they really took the forefront, and I just don't think that it's fair that it's being again killed by uh, by some superstar egotistical maniac who, who just, hasn't even been good he hasn't even been any good he doesn't play all the games like and I gave him the benefit of the doubt I've never said anything about James Harden I've been very fair I think yeah. in court to him when a lot of people have been calling for his ass for w- a while and mm-hmm. I'm done so either what did in the Phillies uh they have posted a hype video today said this is Philadelphia. And if you don't like it, then you should probably just get the fuck out. Like <laughs> bye. Don't let the don't let the door hit you where the good lord splits and I will personally drive you to wherever the hell you need to go. Yeah. And rant. I mean, <laughs> but
0: like and rant. I will say though that like it's interesting in regards to we could this is a perfect transition into baseball and in the Phillies in red October and kind of like the whole thing that happened with Trey Turner, where where the fans gave him the standing ovation and it turned the entire season around. And it was about the fact that even people that were like, this isn't going to work. And you and I have been, we've been doing this podcast since 2020. And I mean, it's three years in a month, right? Which is so crazy. And we talked about the fact that like the whole, all the negativity doesn't work when you're telling a player that he, he or Trey Turner already knew he sucked. He was in the batting cages at midnight. He was saying that he lost them the game. Like these are professional athletes. If they're trying and they're working their ass off, we should welcome them. The difference between what james what's happening with james harden is that he's just bitching he's not actually saying that like he wants it anymore and that's the difference right so like i think you have a you have a position where where with trey turner you could tell that he like still really wanted it he just needed to figure out how to get out of this slump so my point being is that philly will support you if you support yourself and james harden isn't supporting himself he's not supporting it's not even about even even just it's really if you're showing that like you care it's good it will work you know what I mean and so I think Absolutely. that that's, that's what's hard about the James Harden situation is that like he's not even saying like I want
1: He he's not saying same thing with Ben Simmons right like he doesn't when you, care they don't they, the only thing that they care about is their ego which is fine it's the world of sports that's what it is from the highest person in the organization right. to probably the lowest person in the organization. And I've worked with a lot of people in every organization. There's ego everywhere. You can smell it. It like seeps out of like, you know, every yeah. field and court, but like, I, it's, it's the ego thing, but it's also, I, I just can't, it's so childish, so childish. It's so childish,
0: but it also proves that when you do support your athletes, it works. And so I'm not going to say I told you so, even though I did on Twitter, because you and I've been preaching the fact that like being mean doesn't work and it just doesn't work. And all of a sudden people were nice to Trey Turner and it worked. And here we are now in red October. And you know, what's really crazy though is obviously they're playing the Marlins and the Marlins. And this is hard for us because the Marlins have the first female GM in all of major league baseball, which is just like, that's tough because it's like, we, we shouldn't be, her, na- her name's Kim Ong, so it's spelled N-G, so Kim Ong, and she's a badass, but we want her to lose, and that's hard. Oh, I, B- would
1: per- I, would like to, I would personally dismantle her entire system. If <laughs> that's how badly I want her to lose. Super hyped that she got there. Super hyped, you know, that the marlins they they're they're gonna be an interesting team they're they always play us hard i do think that we're better i do think we're home uh but yeah i want to see them lose and yes congrats to to kim on all of her success but sorry <laughs> sorry sweetie Nat, natalie egg will take you down <laughs> <laughs> so mono, mono.
0: yeah she be like and we appreciate that you made it to the playoffs but now it's time for you to go home see ya now,
1: now it's time for you to go <laughs> yeah and when, when the world series is on the line
0: But I will say, listen, like I was asking you to bring up obviously the, all the betting odds and it's like in Atlanta, the Dodgers, but I think it's cool though, this season that Baltimore's really ranked, really high. Milwaukee's ranked high and Tampa Bay. So I like when there's some teams in there that you're not used to seeing like enough with Atlanta, enough
1: with Houston, enough with the Dodgers, like go away, you know, there, well, unfortunately, I, I, like I said, the Phillies, as a Phillies fan, I would love for them to go away. I would love yeah. nothing more for any of those teams to go Four. away. Yeah,
0: see a Miami, see C- a Marlin, swim. Hey, the Schuylkill River's right
1: there. Swim, swim, swim down. On down. Swim, swim on down. No, it'll be good. I think, I mean, Bryce, and I'll just say this, and people are saying that Bryce panders to Philadelphians, and you know how I feel about people who fit pander to Philadelphians. Right. That man, what he's done, I think it's the most like genuine sports figure who's come into this town, kind of set the tone for how to properly embrace it, wants to play out of his mind for this team, and is also displaying the passion that I think embodies the Philadelphia sports fan. Like him getting ejected from (laughs) him getting ejected from that game with such fervor and like fire and brimstone. Right. And then he's pissed. He's so pissed off. He gets chucked from the game. He walks over to the sideline, takes his helmet off. and He's like, oh, like I was like, he that's like a Philly dude. Like he's he's cemented. And I think he's coming in.
0: Yeah, I think even even if he does pander, I think he knows what it's like to be a superstar and he knows what he needs to do to get the city but in. I, see,
1: I don't think that he's actually pandering. I think he bought in and he loves it. I think that yeah. he wants to be what the fans want him to be. And I think he's stepping into that role amazingly. And he is who I'm most excited kind of to see this fall. He was hurt this year. Yeah. Um, fastest recovery from... Uh, the surgery that he had, and he's gonna just come out. I I think guns blazing. I think it's gonna be amazing. Well, Especially that's another thing. That that,
0: yeah, not only does he commit to what the city loves, but he also is an insane
1: player, and like always delivers in the moment. And 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 when he can't deliver, and here's the difference between a Bryce Harper and a James Harden. Even when he can't deliver because he's hurt or he's having a bad game. He wants the fans to know this isn't okay with me. Right. You know, exactly. so you, you need to show that path that like, even if you just pretend like you care, yeah. sometimes that's good enough. Right. I don't know. I don't know, but I feel great about it. It's that.
0: actually like, I do appreciate that he also is a little silly and that he, he shows a little bit more. Cause this is a very unpopular opinion and I'm just going to say it, but like, I do wish that Jalen hurts showed a little bit more of that side because you know that he actually is funny and that he has a good sense of humor because people are other players are so obsessed with Jalen Hurts in the league and if he didn't have a funny personality they wouldn't be obsessed with him right like Carson Wentz was not funny like he there's a reason that no one really was friends with him but like everybody loves Jalen Hurts because you know that that's actually what he's plus he's a Leo but he and
1: a Libra he's a Leo and a Libra and we're the partnership people
0: yeah. Cause what his rising is his, is his rising sign of Libra. Uh-huh. Yeah. His
1: son, Libra rising.
0: Right. And so I just wish, and I get it. He like, he wants to win so bad, but it's almost like it's going to go really voodoo, but it's almost like when you want something so bad, it's like that whole saying that like, if you love something, you have to set it free And where it's like people in a relationship where like, or it's like, they're get so obsessed that are like holding on so tight and almost like suffocating it. Like, I feel like that's almost borderline where he's at with it. Like he wants to win the championship so bad and be the guy so bad that he's so obsessed with it, that he's like, I can't make a mistake. I can't say the wrong thing. I just have to be perfect. I have to be business. I have to be business. I have to be business. And like, it's- it's it's taking the fun away of it and it's just it's making him not be as effective as he could be
1: well i there's a part of me that's wondering i i hope he just didn't do too much over the summer (laughs) you know when they say people are doing too much i know we sing his praises all the time jalen hurts like he i and i will uh, i could stand on the moon and talk about how i find him to be the most impressive human right like a very impressive human yeah now I'm a little anxious that his impressiveness is p- impacting him on the field because I am I'm, I'm nervous I'm a little nervous about him I'm not gonna lie he has he's in like a million
0: commercials that he was busy in
1: Hollywood doing all the commercials and stuff kind of but I'm not who am I to say that he can't do yeah. that that's what he should do he he is he he knows, he's a star that's what I mean all, like I'm just I'm just saying after you know one year kind of like a fluky year Super Bowl run second year on the team. I get there's a lot of fanfare now, but all right, we got to get back to football. That's all I'm saying. I
0: want him to just like loosen up and have a little fun and joke. You know, even the whole thing about like him walking off the field with a confetti. It's like, that is such like, and talk about Jimmy Butler being emo. Wouldn't that's your wallpaper? Like, and again, you and I constantly talk about energy, and I get it. You could look at it. Well, like he's using that as motivation, but that's in the. You're looking. You're going to past energy. You're focusing on negative energy. You're focusing on losing. Like, if he wants to manifest, post a picture. Have somebody go in Adobe Audition or Adobe and like mock up. You win in the Super Bowl and put that on there. Like use a photo to don't use a photo that has negative energy because negative energy only gives more negative energy. Change your phone. Jalen hurts.
1: This is the title
0: of the episode. Change your wallpaper.
1: (laughs) Jalen hurts. Change your wallpaper. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to look at it too. And he does, I think it's out of his natural competitiveness and him being such a high achiever that he does all that. You know, that's, that's what makes them so remarkable. I, and honestly, if, and here's the thing, the Eagles are four and oh. So what am I even complaining about? But I know. at this right, like it's stupid for but me, but energy, like you feel, like you normally feel the energy. And I fun. have to, I just have to be honest. I'm, I'm a sports person before I am a person person. I I've always been, and we're going to talk about the teams. I'll love you, but I'm, I'm always going to keep it real. And. He just looks a little shaky. Again, it's still early, but I, I hope that he just wasn't doing too much this summer, and that we'll get his little mojo back. And the defenses have been playing him so hard; they know that they know that his passing game isn't exactly the best right now. There's been a lot of rushes against him. Like they're coming for him. Like they really are. Yeah. Especially with the the brotherly shove. Now the yeah. entire league is ready to like. I just not think that is all, the most so.
0: ridiculous thing. It's like every team, it's not just a Philadelphia rule.
1: Every team can do it. They just can't do it. That's they the problem. can't do it. Yeah, no, he's, all right, I'll stop with Jalen. He's remarkable. I just like, you know, I- I, I love mean, him. I'm obsessed. I think it's the fact that we- This is coming out. <laughs>
0: like a hot, he's hot. He's charismatic. He's good. He's cool. Like I keep thinking of the Kelly Green jerseys. Like imagine if Carson Wentz was in the Kelly Green jersey, he looked like the Leprechaun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think it's a coincidence they waited for Jalen
1: to have the Kelly Green jerseys. Could you imagine what Carson would look like in the Kelly Green jersey? It would. Be, he would look very like. Very St. Patrick's. Lucky, you would be like Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. He's after me. Lucky Charms. <laughs>
0: Isn't it crazy that both Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are no longer in the NFL? It is wild. It's wild.
1: I can't even. I can't even fathom that. I it mean, actually-
0: think like when you started this podcast in 2020, how you and I were like literally like climbing up the Carson Hill, and we're like, "He's gonna make a turn. He's gonna do it." And now here we are. Wild. But That's I love the, the fact that why- NFL
1: not yeah. for a long leave. Not That's for, why it's yeah. the NFL.
0: Exactly. And like, but the like Jalen's hot and he's cool and he's good. Like, let's go. I want him to be the face, the face of the NFL, but at the same time, like I need you just to like chill, stop, you know, holding on to stuff. All right. So let's just, let's just get into it. So we can't be a pop culture and sports podcast. I mean, here's the thing. Did we manifest Taylor and Travis?
1: The fact yeah, we- that it's where sports and pop culture come to play um I'm pretty sure that we manifested Taylor and Travis Kelsey I keep wanting to say Jason just because I'm so used to saying Jason Kelsey as one word that yeah. I want to say Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey but so I have to like reprogram my brain because I think yeah. I've said J- the name Jason Kelsey probably I could say maybe over a million times in my life one right. sentence Jason Kelsey so I pardon me if I miss it but I think we manifested it back then also just how like the nfl handed out friendship bracelets we'll get there okay hold on but the actually, nfl handed out friendship bracelets right
0: wait backtrack one more second so it is really weird did you see though how aaron andrews actually manifested it Where like her and carissa thompson's podcast it was august 3rd they recorded it and Aaron Andrews, is like, listen, Taylor, I don't know what you're doing in your life now. I don't know if you're on break, but like, our friend Travis, he's such a good guy. Like, just give him a chance. And then Travis commented, it was like, I
1: owe you guys one. <laughs> oh, did he say that? Yeah. Uh huh. So then he made, so then after that was the friendship bracelet. So when was the friendship so, bracelet? So here, okay. Let's, let's go all, all the, okay. I, I think that we, we should, I think that we should go back to the beginning.
0: Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. So the very, very, very beginning of it is that she performed at Arrowhead in July. And then a couple of weeks after she performed at Arrowhead on New Heights, obviously Jason and Travis's podcast, Jason said, oh, you went to see Taylor Swift. And he said, I did. And it was amazing. He said, but I didn't get to meet her. She doesn't meet people. And I was a little butthurt about that because they made her a friendship bracelet and he said, with my number on it, he said, what number? Your jersey number or your phone number? And he said, oh, you, th- you know, I think what number that I'm in. All right now. So that kind of started like the vibe of like him name dropping her in the podcast. And so now I will say that I am a huge Swifty. And so the only people she did meet or see after the show were her real friends or she took pictures of like, very, 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 um, highly respected artists and their kids. So like she met Billy Joel and his kids, Eddie Vedder and his kids. Um, who else did you, uh, the, somebody else that, Oh, Vanessa Bryant. Right. So like very like big respectable people in the music industry. She kind of, so then Dubois, who I follow consistently said that like Travis and Taylor actually had hung out a couple times. But, like, super, super, super on the DL. And that's the thing about Taylor Swift. She's only seen when she wants to be seen. And so, literally, when you think of the Airs tour, when she was touring all spring and summer, like, she wasn't seen anywhere,
1: right? Like, she performed and, like, that was it. That that one wedding in New Jersey and Long Beach Island, which was, I felt, I was like, how? But that was, (laughs) that was... That was a
0: couple of weeks ago and that was Jack Antonoff's wedding. So Jack Antonoff is her longtime producer. And remember the band fun
1: we were young. So- yeah, I love that. So, okay. Were you so, wait, were you just singing that earlier? I don't did think so. That? Why uh, did I I was just thinking of that song. Okay. So and then he is
0: in the band Bleachers, but he's a really he's he started Bleacher. producing yeah. yeah. He started producing with her. It was his wedding. She, he married Margaret Quayley, who actually is Andy McDowell, the famous actress, her daughter. Oh, okay. okay. So right. So after the errors, she had, a, she had, she's had a long break. So she, she did the errors. She finished in LA. Then she had a couple weeks off. Then she went to Mexico. She has two months off and then she's going to South America. So she leaves in a couple weeks weeks, South America. Okay. So then Travis shows up on the podcast with the mustache and Jason is like, oh, what did you do with a couple weeks off? And and he was like, oh, I don't remember. And Jason's like, I thought you were in New York. And he's like, oh, was I? Oh, I don't even remember that. And It was like really shady. And then fast forward a couple minutes later in the podcast, Jason says again, like, do you think Taylor Swift's going to like your mustache? And he's like, "Um, we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift on the podcast. So this was all around the same time as Dumois was saying that they had a couple dates in New York. Okay. So then the vibe started kind of ramping up that like this actually was something. So then Travis goes on Pat McAfee and was like, I told her, you know, I saw, I came and saw you rock Arrowhead. You should come see me rock Arrowhead, which is such a hot thing to say. You know what I mean? And so then Jason goes on WIP and he was like, yeah, I think that they're like really getting along and we're like, what? I was like, is that because I didn't think it was real. I was like, there's no way that this is real. I thought that it was literally just them having fun with it, like him being, so, I'm, so then I was sitting on my couch two weeks ago watching Fox NFL Sunday and like she was at the game and the way that I screamed, like I'm a pop culture lunatic. So this is just like pure pop culture goodness. When I was like, she's at the game with Donna. What? Like, then I was like, oh, this
1: is like real. It's, it's real. I like, here's, here's the thing. I love Taylor. I go back to 2005 teardrops on my guitar. Like, so many albums, like Baby Taylor was when I started to love Taylor. I grew up with her. I feel like, I think her and I are probably the same age, right? Yeah. It's, it's I don't know why, but I'm just like, maybe I'm just having preemptive anxiety that it's all going to blow up and like, it's a disaster and again, public messes just, I, I think that they're a mess. I'm like, that's horrible that it's all out there like that. So I just like, There's a part of me, I have to be very honest, it feels performative. Very. There's a little part of it that I think is extra around it. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And I hope that it's genuine. But like, maybe this is how they had to introduce themselves as a couple to the world. That's what, because I'm just like, I I can't wrap my head around that level of public exposure when you're somebody like her because everybody's so invested in every personal aspect of her life. So I don't know. I, you know what it is? I feel like I'm invasive. I'm like, I don't want to know all your business. That's how I feel. Maybe that's why I'm just like, something's something for, for me. And I have to be honest. And it's not that I'm a hater. Like I love, love. I love, love more than anybody. If anybody I want to see live happily ever after and sell a million albums about, about love and not heartbreak it's taylor swift right like this is nothing personal against her but like i'm just like oh my god this better work out so i do but like thing, I'm just i like, agree
0: with you i agree with you that it seems performative because even so much so okay so my two theories
1: so one i don't need everything to be marketing i don't need every i don't need to be marketed everything that's how i feel i yes, like think, and i agree with you tactic and i don't like that so
0: i agree with you with that because on one end i'm like this has to be real because I follow Taylor Swift incessantly. And when she does not want to be seen, she's not seen. She dated Joe Allen for six years. And there was like five pictures of them together in six years. That's,
1: that's why I'm like, but, but I, I don't know. Her
0: Maybe this, this is, is like, theory, even when Joe, when they broke up, when Taylor and Joe broke up and it was announced in April, which means they probably broke up in like February you know what i mean because when celebrities announce their breakup it's always a couple months before that so they must have broken up way before the announce happened okay so i said back then and i and i have proof on my socials that one day taylor swift was sleeping in her dreary loft in london because she moved to london for him joe Alwyn wanted to be this actor and do the theater and do these like period pieces. And, you know, he didn't want to be tied up in the fact that he was Taylor Swift's boyfriend and he was in all these random movies. And like, I think everybody assumed, I think he did that he was going to blow up and he never did. Like he did conversations with friends. He like played a small part in the favorite, but like, she supported him. He did this show in Portugal and she like went there. And so I think one day, I'm going to say it was a Sunday morning. She wakes up in damp, dreary London and she puts on her cardigan and she opens the door of the loft and it's raining again. And she's like, I'm sick of wearing slacks and a cardigan in dreary London. I'm motherfucking Taylor Swift because that's, I think that you can dim your light. And I, and I know, and listen, we have gotten railed by people on Twitter about our take on sports and there's so many people who think just because somebody's rich that they should just never be affected by anything and that is not human nature and yes she is bigger than life but at the end of the day she still wants to be in love and she still wants to be with somebody who's proud of her and I think that listen men are intimidated by us because we're in media and we have big jobs and we have large social followings like I think being in her space is really hard. And I think that she thought that I I mean, in Bejeweled, in her song, she says, I miss you, but I miss sparkling." Yeah. Like, I really think that like, and and again, their timeline, I think, listen, we were, we grew up, you and I were talking about this a little bit, like we grew up in a time where it was like Disney princesses and nineties rom-coms and like love is everything. And I believe in love just like you. I love love. I believe some people really, really, really get to experience real love. But I also think love's really hard. And I think when they met, it was after the 1989 fallout. She met him. She fell in love. He wasn't known. So she then the pandemic hit, so she got to hide away with him. But I think at the end of the day, who you are ultimately is who you are. And I think she was like, I'm fucking Taylor Swift. And so, and at the end of the day, like, you want to be with somebody that's proud of you. And like, listen, Jared fried he's a really funny comedian. He has a Netflix special that says it's, it's called 37 and single. And he says, and he breaks down how like Travis being a tight end is actually the perfect person for him because you know, you have to protect the quarterback who's the star, but then you also get to score touchdowns. So you're the star. And it's like some, it's like a perfect personality type to be with somebody like that. Like, you know how to protect the star, but you also get to be a star. And that's the thing. There's this really good Instagram account called matchmaker Maria on Instagram. You got to follow her. And she talked about it and she said, a lot of times we date in our circle and it makes sense because that's who you spend your most time with, but there's a lot of micro jealousy in your circle. And so dating somebody outside of your circle, who's successful, like Travis's career has absolutely no ties to Taylor Swift like nothing his fame has nothing to do with her and I think it's really like whether they break up or get married like his performance on the football field so in that plus they have a lot in common when you think about it he's from Ohio she's from PA they're both obsessed with their mothers the mothers look like they could be sisters like they're obsessed with their siblings it's so
1: it's it's Maybe again. Also, it's like seems too good to be true. It's like she's the all-American girl, yes. started as a country singer, world okay. pop star. He's the yes, all-American boy. You know, like had all of like had all of, like it's so it's it is perfect. Like okay, but, but now I'm like I know, but I'm also a
0: conspiracy theorist. So here we okay, go. Yes. Other here we side, go.
1: right? So here I here mean, let me have my water while you do this.
0: <laughs> so her heirs tour at MetLife. Aaron Rodgers is there, right? And Aaron Rodgers is a swifty. I mean, he knows all the songs. It's not like he just knows Shake It Off in 22. Like, he knows all the songs. He's singing about August. He's talking about Seven, okay? He's really good friends at Miles Teller. Miles Teller is a massive Eagles fan. I did a whole TikTok on how Miles Teller could be the connection. There's also a whole Paul Rudd connection. So, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. And so much, I mean, this is the first season without Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is playing for the jets on this new team. And Patrick Mahomes is like struggling a little bit. And now all of a sudden Taylor Swift is now involved
1: with the, with the NFL and the NFL is handing out friendship bracelets. And can I can uh, again, I I feel like this is also probably my friggin' you know, I, I did sports talk for a very long time. That's a tough, critical thing. And I'm just like, this is the National Football League. And I've wanted nothing more my entire life than for them to hand out friendship bracelets, right? Like, Like, as a girl who has loved the NFL, who has loved football since I was a little girl, like, seeing these two worlds combined is amazing. But yes, Nicole, Nicole... Okay, so but, but, here we go, is, but, hold on. Did, she, she did deny them her music, which I was very proud of her for.
0: Right, but we're gonna go back, we're gonna flip back again because Taylor Swift does not need the publicity. She no. doesn't need the about, I keep thinking about the fact that there she was at Arrowhead There she was at MetLife. She's cheering for him. And like literally less than six months ago, she sold out three nights. Like she knows what it's like to be on the field. She sold out three nights and and watched The way that everybody was cheering for Travis Kelsey is the same way everybody was cheering for her. Like she doesn't need it. And so she also doesn't do anything unless- That's true. That's true. Now I will say my friend Colleen, one of her really good friends works in- um, product like what's it called? Like uh like manufacturing products. So she asked, like, how long would it take to get those bracelets made? And she said, oh, if they got, if they made them in the US, like less than two days. So the thing is, is like, I do think that the NFL realized how much money they could make off of marketing her.
1: I I just look I sometimes I just wish that like and maybe because we're bombarded it, our life our, our lives are now advertisements our business the internet the way that we operate on social media it's not like it used to be again i feel like we keep talking about 2005 but back in 2005 when it was just facebook and you were sending people messages like everything is so strategic now and there's pictures and there's this and there's that and it's like i don't even know i had a i had a tangent but i feel like i I want it to be genuine. And maybe that's why I, I'm afraid that it's not. And I, I don't feel like being marketed to for the rest of my life. And I'm like, as they continue to date, is it just going to be nothing but like us being like beat over the head with like, what are they calling them? Swellsy. That might be easier for me to say than Cause yeah. I want to see Jason Kelsey, like swellsy merchandise, you know, like, right. I don't know. I, but again, it's a different generation. It's a different time to be alive. I just low key wish are you know? I think the like NFL
0: our- realized how many young women are now tuning in, and they wanted to maximize off of it. Because oh. people were like, oh, there. Here's the thing: like, why would Taylor Swift take a check from the NFL to to go to tra- like? There's literally ring camera photos of like her going yeah. to Travis's house. Like, no, she's- I don't think it's- Swift. Why would she fly to Kansas City on her own? She went alone. When she flew to Kansas city, she went alone. Like, why would she do that? If it's just, to me, I just, she doesn't need it. And I think, and I also think at the end of the day, Taylor Swift is a 33, almost 34 year old woman. And she wants somebody to be obsessed with her and love her and be proud of her and be like, this is my fucking girl. Like I'm dating Taylor fucking Swift. And like, Travis seems like he's like he's the guy.
1: Well, and you know what's so funny too, and I we've talked about this on here, right? My philosophy on love and sports, and like how I I kind of draw not inspiration, but since I I'm a very sports centric person, teamwork makes a lot of sense to me, right? And if you know how to be on a team, then you know how to be in a relationship. Like if you're a good team player. And you know how to be there for your teammate, for that person, for whoever's on your team. Like real teamwork takes a lot of work and teamwork makes the dream work. And I, I think about them and I do think like, I've always had this theory. I use Tom Brady all the time. I'm like, I, I'm the Tom Brady in life. I need to find my Bill Belichick. I need to make sure that someone's going to put me in the position that when I'm throwing that ball down the field, it's going to get caught. Or I mean, or I mean my receiver to be down the field catching it. Like I have all these different analogies for yeah. love. But maybe for them, it's, it's nice It it takes a fan to be a fan and they can both be true fans of each other and, and maybe really enjoy each other's success. Yeah. It's like it by marketing ploy, internet overlords. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> I think that in, re, in
0: in the grand scheme of, hum, like, of human nature, like, them being, because I always thought that, like, she would be with somebody who's, like, because here, because here's really quick, you brought up Tom Brady, and I'll say this, I know we're talking long, but it's our first episode back, but then, but two, two really quick things before we go, so the thing is, is that, like, I always thought she needed to be with somebody who was like a CEO, like somebody that was successful, but not intimidated by her. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause that's the thing is that like, at the end of the day, we're still, it's, it's slowly, slowly changing. But at the end of the day, most men who are above 30, they still can't handle a woman being more successful than them. It's just the reality. And so Tom Brady, he could date somebody that's less successful than him because we, we as women have been programmed to like, that's the deal. But would Tom Brady ever date somebody more successful? Who's more successful than Tom Brady? Maybe Taylor Swift. Like, there's not that many people. Like, Giselle was kind of his equal, but she gave up her life to, like, stay in Boston and take care of the kids. And then she got to her breaking point and was like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, Like, she gave up her mega life to be a mom and then was like, oh, shit, this blows. And finally was like, I'm out. So I think for Taylor Swift, like it, 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 it takes somebody really, really special to under, like, there was a tweet that went viral that was like, I think Travis Kelsey is the first person that understands he's dating Taylor Swift because remember even you know, when she dated Calvin Harris and she wrote, this is what you came for the massive Rihanna song. And they had to do it. She did it under a yeah. his, his trap. I mean, Travis, cause Calvin Harris didn't want it to be about her. So they, no one knew that she wrote the song. And then obviously like Joe Owen, I mean, he wrote a couple songs with her. It was a fake name. He was, he never showed up with her to any award shows. They never took pictures together. They were never together. He never posted her like nothing. And like being a woman, like you want somebody to say like, you're the shit. I love you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. And it is nice. I, I, I hope it's look,
0: who am I to judge? We love love. So we, want. but we both agree that like, it seems, it seems icky that it's being marketed the way that it is.
1: That's that's my biggest problem with it is it's like, it's too hokey, but then it's like, do I put that past the NFL? No, they don't care. And now that's what I mean. I'm like 20, 15 years ago, I remember having conversations about the NFL, at least implementing some sort of policy for, for like domestic violence and, and action for women, you know, and all that other good stuff. And now they're like, Oh, look, well, here's the biggest female pop star, Maybe, maybe the biggest example of female empowerment in the world, and now we're selling friendship bracelets. I'm like, what is going on? What planet is this? Because it's safe. It's a
0: safe way to empower women. That's the difference.
1: Instead of the NFL being equally as like vo- vocal and advocating for, females, instead of them
0: actually being actually an advocate, doing it, they're actually exploiting women. If you think about it,
1: that's. However, best wishes to Swellsy.
0: And nicole yes, I got mean, wanna...
1: all the dirt. She's my, like, Swelsy, She, like, just sends me stuff, and I'm like, I... She's, like, the, the covert Swelcy detective. I mean,
0: I really, really, really believe that love is true. I feel like only certain people actually experience true love. But I feel that, like, if you really... Manifest that positive energy, and like I believe that we want it to be real. We just don't like the
1: ickiness. So, also one yeah. one final thing from me on it. Yeah, she's got to hand over her Eagles card, Nicole. So I could care less about
0: that. If I was dating Travis Kelsey, I would wear a Chiefs. I would wear his jersey.
1: Well. And here's again where I'm being petty is like, I feel like she's been my friend for so long. And I'm always like, are you really an Eagles fan? Because I remember back in the day, back when she lived in Nashville, she would wear the Titans jersey and her, she was supposed to be from Philly. So like she would say she was an Eagles fan. And then I was like, well, why are you wearing the Titans jersey? And then she came back again and she's like, I'm an Eagles fan. And I'm like, are you Taylor? And then all of a sudden she shows up in chief's gear and our queen, Kylie Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's wife, said on the documentary, I don't care where Jason goes. I'm an Eagles fan. I would never wear another team's colors. That's all I have to say about that.
0: I agree with you in that. But I do think because there was that conspiracy, they're like, oh, she's dating Travis to to sabotage the Chiefs so the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And I, I and also I like that. <laughs> Here's the thing. First of all, if you believe in karma, you can't use karma for bad things because then that means you're going to get some bad. Something bad's going to happen to you. So, like, that's that. But if Taylor was a real, real sports fan, I would have a hard time with it, but she's never been to a game. The only time she ever wore an Eagle sweatshirt was a couple months ago after the show. So I don't know. I just, like, if it was me or you, yes. If I started dating an NFL player and all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm wearing Giants gear. I would be like, listen, I'm in love and I got to support my man. You know what I mean? But I would still root for the Eagles when I could.
1: Yeah, I know. And I am not in the I'm not in that position and maybe they really like each other, but I'm just I, she I yeah, but Chiefs I felt like my feelings for her. I was like but she
0: didn't wear Chiefs gear on Sunday. She wore the all black
1: outfit or the yeah. black and the jeans. the reputation yeah. outfit. Yeah, she did. I I noticed that. I was like good move. Happy to see that. So, Happy like, Eagles fan Taylor.
0: But you know what's really interesting is that, and this is the last thing we'll say quick, but she went out after the game and her security was wearing a
1: Chiefs hat, which I thought was so good. That is cute. That's cute. Well, I'll be in Kansas City in November. I think she's back on tour. She is. Well,
0: she actually has off that day, but she's in Buenos Aires. So would she fly nine? I mean, she does have a private jet, but would she fly... Cause that's the whole thing. Is she going to go to the it's Monday night football. Is she going to go to the chiefs Eagles game? She only performs on the weekend. So she, I actually looked cause I'm a pop culture psychopath. She does have, I mean, she has off those couple of days. So technically she could finish her show, jump on her jet and sleep. Cause she has a bet and fly. And then, you know, be in Kansas city for a couple. Of- so if if they're serious and his birthday is on for on third today's Wednesday. No, Chase Tuesday. His birthday's on the 5th. So it'll be interesting if like... His the next- birthday... Travis's? Travis is October 5th. He's a Libra. Oh, he's a Libra too? Yeah, and that... Wait, there was this... There was this... There's this really... Danny Pellisaro, he's a really funny writer. He's a gay guy, but he writes. He wrote for TV and he's really funny on Twitter. And he wrote, Travis Kelsey is the Libra from Ohio. He's a good man. <laughs> yeah, that's the tweet. He's a Libra from Ohio. He's a good man. He's that a Libra.
1: Is- October 5th is his birthday. He's an October Libra. Okay. Yeah. We're- All right. I know. Yeah. Happy birthday to you, by the way. Thank you. Yes.
0: How Mil- was your birthday?
1: Milestone, milestone year. It was amazing. Uh, I feel like it was a milestone year because I'm midway through my 30s and the beginning of my 30s have been (laughs) quite a, quite a, quite a journey. So I feel like having like that halfway demarcation, also a new year is always good. I'm like ready to just, I, I've really done a lot of inner work. (laughs) To pack a lot of shit up and put it away and like heal myself for a lot of things and I the birthday was such a great start for that so maybe Travis will have that on his birthday too on on
0: (laughs) and people could see you on Fox twenty nine a lot
1: oh yes so I'm um I'll be joining my friends on Fox twenty nine a lot I did Good Day Philadelphia today um there's fantastic sports show which is a brand new show with breland moore and jason martinez the sports anchors at fox 29 they're hilarious uh i'll be on there weekly pretty much and it's yeah i'm back on the airwaves and everything's moving so you know good things ahead for all of us let's go in a world right. where travis kelsey and taylor swift are in love who would have thought not me <laughs> <laughs> where i go
0: where you go i can't all right thanks everybody we love you miss you